0: Well, happy Monday evening, Yellow Jacket fans. Andy Demetri here on the podcast with head coach Josh Pastor, a special edition of the Georgia Tech Athletics Podcast. As we told you on social media earlier today, this was a scheduled night off for GT60. We'll join you again next Monday, live and on location. We'll be at City Tap on Peachtree Street, 7 p.m. the usual start time. So make sure you come out, support Coach Pastor, support GT60. But with that opening on our schedule, Coach, we were gonna give you the night off, but when you have a performance like you had in Chapel Hill on Saturday, Uh, Those plans disappear quickly, and I know Georgia Tech fans wanted to hear from you in your typical Monday night time slot, albeit in podcast form, so we can break down that North Carolina game, preview the big matchup versus number two Duke on Wednesday. I was in the locker room after that 96-83 win, and the first thing you told your guys, everybody did their job. That was a total team effort we saw at the Smith Center.
1: Well, first of all, Andy, it was a great win for, you know, yes, it was a great win for, for our team because your, where you're trying to compete in, in the ACC. But it was a great win, and I was really happy for Georgia Tech. It was a great win for the program. It was a great win for um, the fan base, you know, and uh, it was just a great win overall for Georgia Tech because, look, every time you can win an ACC game is a great deal. Every time you can win on the road is an extra special deal. Tell that
0: to the gas stations in the uh, Triangle area. No, no doubt, we've yeah. done.
1: We buy stock in them. You know what I mean. But uh, uh, but anytime you can win on the road at a place like UNC, where it's been so rare for them to lose home games, uh, it's a reason why Coach Williams has you know <laughs> cl- closing in on 900 wins pretty soon. Um, it, it's extra 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 special, and um, and our guys were really really good. That first half was awesome. We really did some great things. Um, You know, we jumped them. It was a 20-point deficit at halftime, the largest deficit in the history at the Dean Smith Center, in the Dean Dome. Um, You know, so for us to do that, now I will tell you that we needed every uh, point of those 20 points because, you know, you're going in at halftime and you're just, as a coach, you're sick to your stomach Mm -hmm. because you're like, man, this is a large lead. But let me tell you this, it's a... We're playing North Carolina. We know the crowd's going to be mm-hmm. roaring, and there's a lot of time left. And they cut it to nine a few times, but we answered every time with some big baskets, and we found a way to pull out the victory. Uh, it was a great win. Um, I thought everybody contributed and did their job. So not just the starters, but everyone came off the bench. I mean, Evan Cole gave us mm-hmm. great minutes. Bubba Parm gave us great minutes. Khalid Moore and Asante Price. It was just awesome all the way around. Shambari, Shambari Phillips was not on the trip. He had strep throat. So that's why he would, did not get in the game and was not on the trip. That was the reason on that. But uh, And, you know, we we had the lead that we had, and Michael DeVoe, Devo, our leading scorer, did not score until about 33 minutes into the game. So uh, just a fantastic win for the for the Yellow Jackets.
0: Do you mind if I step You know, people want to make – People want to talk about North Carolina being depleted and all that, but they were still 37th in the nation in defensive efficiency coming in, and you shot 59% for the game. What had that offense humming so well? Well, a few things, Andy. First of
1: all, they got about seven guys in their roster still playing for a top 100 recruits with a couple of McDonald's All-Americans. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, and the other thing is is they were one of the better teams in the country, like as you mentioned, defensive efficiency, but also offensive rebounding. So um, – you know, they were a very good team and you're on the road and it's the ACC. Our guys really stepped up to the challenge. I thought our, I really believe that we are just getting better and better and better and we just got to keep staying with the process of getting better and better and better. You know, look, Jose hit some big shots for us, really big threes. Bubba Parm, the way we moved the ball, um, and, and I really felt James Banks. You know his motor was much better in this game and i tell you what else moses right goodness gracious two years ago he only played five seconds or 20 seconds in the carolina game I had a seven right out in this game now he's one of the best players you know in the game so it was a great team win our guys have continued to get better um, but that's what's great about the acc there's no rest for the weary you win the game you get home, you enjoy the win, then Sunday morning you're right back preparing because your next opponent is Duke on, on, on Wednesday at 9 p.m.
0: And you saw Saturday Florida State went to Louisville and drummed them. This was a Florida State team that you're within two possessions of midway through the second half. So you pair that game with the North Carolina game. Is this team starting to realize, and maybe it, it, it crystallized in that North Carolina game, that, hey, the guys we have, if we play the right way, there is no limit to what we can accomplish in the ACC. Do you think maybe they saw that for themselves uh, with what transpired on Saturday?
1: Yeah, well, a few things. I thought Florida State, when we played them, I thought they were really good. I thought they were really good last year, but I actually think they're better this year. And they're a legit team that can win the ACC. I just think defensively they're really, really good. And it showed what they went in and beat Louisville. I think Louisville's really good. Um, but I thought actually we played pretty well other than some segments versus Florida State. We had seven chances to either tie or take the lead in that in that uh, second half, and we made some bonehead plays, a couple turnovers, missed some shots. But, but overall, I thought we, we were getting better in some of our instances offensively on the way we moved the ball, playing the right way, trying to find the open man, uh, making sure our, our, our stride stops and it gathers are better, our pivots, our footwork. And so I I could see us getting better. And then we had really good practice on Thursday, Friday, and a great shoot-around on Saturday. And it's a direct correlation, Andy. When you have those type of practices, those type of, um, you know, um, just attention to detail where you can see the guys improving and getting better, it makes a world of difference. You know, I really thought – and look, and obviously having Alvarado back makes our team better as well too. Um, But it was a great team – victory like i said it was great for georgia tech we got to now continue to build on it Uh you can't rest on you know and and digest any of the praise that you're getting we've got to continue to build on it continue to get better continue with continue with our competitive excellence and we got a great opportunity again wednesday night versus, you know the number two team in the country uh, against Duke, and then look in this league—you don't have any, no rest for the weary. Because then on Saturday you're playing a really good Boston College team on the road. Then you come back with Notre Dame at home, and then you're back on the back at back at home versus Virginia. So it's just this league is is why it's the best league in the country.
0: No time to relax, especially with number two Duke coming into town. We'll preview that game in just a moment here on the podcast. We did open it up for questions on Twitter. We got one from Chris, and he wanted to know with how much violent cutting. That your guys performed in the half court versus North Carolina. If they're starting to feel like they're getting to a rhythm offensively now, as we move forward into the next stretch of ACC play.
1: Well, Andy, anytime you take a quarterback or a point guard off the team, whether it's football or basketball, uh, like we had with Alvarado, or you take anywhere else, you know, a quarterback off, it's it's going to affect the rhythm, flow, and energy of the team offensively. And I think now we're getting to a better feel of it. I've tried to. Uh, adjust and change some of our things offensively to fit better with our personnel, to maybe help with our turnover situations. Uh, doing some different things uh, in that avenue, and um, and and their understanding on the cutting. On how you know, I'm a big believer in cutting without the basketball. The violence of the cut, both entering to the basket and exiting out, almost that you've got to score twice on every cut. You try to try to get a layup, then you have got to sprint hard enough to get behind the three-point line to have your feet set to beat the ball so you can make threes. Um, So I think they're having a better feel on that. Obviously, again, just with our guard play, understanding our footwork, we, we, we talk about this drill we do every day and we've really even paid it even a longer attention to detail and just even doing it longer. We call it four square, four square pivot, four square passing. It's been really
0: positive for us. You did not allow a single second chance point or fast break point from North Carolina in the first half. For the Tar Heels to be shut out in those two categories in any half, That's practically unheard of. And, of course, they missed their first 15 from the floor. So when you broke it down defensively, what did you guys do well to bother them, make them uncomfortable, and ultimately allow you to jump out to that big lead?
1: We were a great – we played great the first half. Now, let me just say this. I was not as happy with our second-half defense because they did score 56 points in the second half. And we've got to be better about that. We had six kills in the first half. A kill for us is trying to get three stops in a row, a clean three stops in a row, which includes um, no second-chance rebounds, uh, second-chance points or second-chance uh, uh, shots off an offensive rebound. So we had six kills the first half. Our goal is to get to seven. The issue with Florida State, we had three kills the first half, none the second half. That's why we lost the game. We didn't get to seven. But not only that, we didn't get any of the second half. North Carolina, we got the six. The first half, and we were way on our way to seven. We didn't get any kills, Mm. no three consecutive stops in a row. The second half, and that's why they were able to score 56 points. You can't do that uh, against high-level talent, and anyone in this league where you're not, you know, you can't have a half where you're not getting a kill, Um, and you've got to get multiple. The goal is to get to seven in a game. And and the one thing about defense, whether it's home or away, that travels. That does not need to be a talent thing. That's an energy thing. That's about multiple efforts. That's about hard stunning. That's about flying around. That's all those things that go with that during that time period.
0: All right, let's talk about Duke. They are number two in the nation, 13-1. and They've won seven straight games. Uh, A much better three-point shooting team than they were a year ago. How much of those same keys to a victory from the North Carolina game will apply Wednesday to do?
1: Well, obviously transition defense is going to be very important, but part of transition defense is no turnovers, no pick sixes, but also you can't be laying it up for a, a, a soft layup and then they block it because they're one of the better shot blocking teams as well in the country, and then they're going the other way for a great fast break duck. Now Wendell Moore is not playing this game. He just, you know, he ended up hurting his wrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's breaking his wrist, so he was a good player for him as well, too. But, you know, look, Duke's got plenty of talent, and they're deep with a lot of talent. But they're really good. Vernon Carey's a stud. Trey Jones is a stud. Matthew Hurt's really good. I mean, stud. Cassius Stanley, uh, Joey Baker, O'Connell, uh, Goldwire, yeah, they're,
0: they're deeper this year they than are. they were and, last and, season. And,
1: and, and, and they're shooting the ball. Javin, number 12, they're shooting the ball at a high level, too. That's the big thing. Last year they did. they were one of the lower teams in the country. Um, um, from three-point shooting, uh, but this year right now they're one of the better teams that's shooting the three. We've got to do a great job. Here's what I've told our team. There's two things you can't be in this game. You can't be soft and you can't play selfish. If we're, if you have any of those tendencies of soft or being selfish, just let me know now because you can't play in this game. But it's not only this game; it's every game. And versus North Carolina, we had toughness, and we were the, we found the open man was the go-to man, mm-hmm. and that's got to be our concept again going into the game against a great team like Duke. Uh, but we'll be ready. It's going to be a great crowd. Um, and we just got to, you know, look, they're going to make runs. They're a very good basketball team, obviously, but this is just another night in the ACC. We got we to gotta be able to play at a high level, and all comes through our defense. So. Well,
0: hopefully, by uh, next week on Monday night, when we're at City Tap Live and Peace Street Street, we can be breaking down a win over the uh, Blue Devils. It was announced as a sellout late this afternoon, so a packed house in McCamish at 9 p.m., the tip off. Great setting. And let's see if we can uh, end it with a win, coach.
1: And I just want to make
0: sure that we're clear on this, Andy. Because next Monday
1: at seven, we're back to live callers. You know, you can email me at any time, J. Passner, P. A. S. T. N. E. R.
0: I at, hope people know how to spell your last name well, at this point.
1: you can go to ramblingrec.com, and my mm-hmm. email is on the address there on the on the website. But J. Passner at athletics.ga.tech.edu. However, I want to correct you, and you you've been you're one of the greats to do this. Everyone that listens to you knows how. Even my family says how good you are, and I mean that. I will say though, you for, you said next Monday we want to talk about the Duke win. I also want to beat Boston College oh, on yeah. Saturday. Let's not forget we got that's a tough team too on Saturday. We play them 6 p.m. ACC Network. Boston College, really good team on the road. So let's talk about both Duke and a Boston College win.
0: Now, see, usually it's the uh, coach who cautions the broadcaster with looking too far ahead. Now it. Tables are turned, but no, my focus, much like my chart, is on that very next game, much like yours. We appreciate the time, obviously. uh, We we thank everybody for listening to the podcast here. Again, had an open date on GT60. Wanted to make sure that you could uh, speak to the masses, address Georgia Tech fans after that big win in Chapel Hill. Got the Tech fans fired up, and they'll look to carry that over to Wednesday. 9 p.m. Coach, thanks so much. Thank you. Go Jackets. All right, he's Josh Pastor. I'm Andy Dumetra, Folks, we will see you Wednesday night at McCamish. Can't wait. Georgia Tech versus number two Duke. Make sure you stay with us on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. So long.